now beginning transmission 131. Justice Sleep Dark. File under Halloween 3 in 3D. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignorance. I'm too sober for this shit. Here is a drinking game to play while you listen to this episode. Please drink responsibly, and don't take it too seriously. And if you don't like it, blame William. Take a drink anytime Mr. Porg decides to interject himself into the conversation. Shut up, Porg. You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothans! Manny Bothans is pure genius. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Shame! Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I remember. Yeah, and take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker. If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website, funnybooksandfirewater.com. Todd, did I ever tell you the story about DJ Charisma? No. So I did grad nights um, several years ago. Um, Amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. It was so, and I, of course, because it makes complete and utter logical sense. The white kid from Utah always ended up on the hip hop stage. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because it was. It was. <laughs> it wait, was wait, wait, me. wait! You yeah. have to have played Twelve Inches of Snow. Uh, I, I, but I wasn't the DJ though. I was just doing the audio system, right? So I basically oh. had to babysit there and watch kids grind at each other. But so we had um, this. We would basically do we would run all night long and so we'd have DJs would work an hour like two two hour cycles and then switch out and we had this DJ one night who had this promo um it was really obnoxious but it was it sounded like her mom calling her home and her her name was DJ Charisma so you'd hear all of a sudden you just hear in the middle of a song Charisma like that's what you would hear like in a female <clears throat> voice and I just noticed I'm like she's playing that promo a lot like it was almost like this crutch she would play when she didn't know how to blend two songs together she'd play the promo between songs and stuff like that uh-huh. so I mentioned the stage manager I'm like this DJ plays this promo a lot and so the next time she was there I counted how many times she did a two hour set and she played that promo 63 times oh. so she was she was averaging that promo once every two minutes so basically she's playing it at almost the beginning of every single song so today I was at the LAFC game and uh-huh. all of a sudden I heard that charisma sound and I was like, oh shit, I know where this DJ is. Like I started having flashbacks. So my buddy who works there, I was texting him being like, are you working the game today? And he, because it's on the same complex as uh, the Coliseum and he was working uh, for USC that day. He's like, no, I'm not there. I'm like, well, can you confirm, is there a DJ working today named Charisma? He goes, I've seen one on a call sheet, but I don't know if that's exactly who it is. And so I told him the story and he's like, oh shit. And I was like, yeah. And I texted the stage manager and she's like, oh man, I'm having flashbacks just thinking about it. Like it made us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she played it all the damn time. And so I was as I was texting him trying to confirm if that I'm like, did I hear what I think I heard? I heard it like two more times. I'm like, nope, that's fucking DJ Charisma playing at the LAFC game. So Good grief. Uh, you know what? She landed on her feet apparently. Hey uh, and good on her. Exactly, exactly. Uh, hey, welcome to episode 131 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week we are continuing on our Halloween spooktacular with, with, with Justice League Dark. 
a version of the Justice League that handles all the stuff that Batman and uh, Wonder Woman and Superman are too scared to because it has ghosts and they don't like to watch Scooby Doo at night because it it's outside them. their wheelhouse. It's because they're scared. <laughs> don't be scared. They're scared. Batman's scared. He's also scared of the Battle Wing, but that's a totally different issue. Uh, no, that's DC Comics that's scared of that. They are scared of the Battle Wing. Uh, but not scared of the Battle Wing, we have Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Adam, um, reviews editor and film critic for Big Shiny Robot. Uh, still figuring out what we're doing with uh, Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hey, Andy! Hi, everybody. <laughs> I Spoiler alert. Andy, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I was going to oh. do a big intro for HD and Andy, and you spoiled it, but that's okay. Sorry, Sorry Adam. Continue. No, you're please. fine. No. Uh, you also find me over at uh, the Cinema Queens podcast with our good friend Chris. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. Uh, and curating our gruff, scrind- our gruff grinder and type to the Z account. Grinder? Grinder, yes. What's that? Grinder. What does Grinder do? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> you have to ask. I'm not old it's enough. for people into CBT. Yeah, I still don't want to know. Uh, okay, here's the funny thing. Yes. I don't know what CBT means, but it's a phrase we use at work, which stands for computer-based training. So, like, you'll get an email saying your CBTs are overdue. Is that going to make this seriously funnier if I know what CBTs actually means? Uh, it stands for cock and ball torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I broke Brian. Yes! <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, I cannot tell you how amazing that is. Smile oh over for years. Oh my god. Yeah, every single day at work when you say that, you're going to just smile and think oh. of me. <laughs> no, you really, you have no idea how many emails I get about having overdue CBTs. Like, you have no idea. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm going to need a minute. That's the greatest thing I've heard. That that makes me so happy. Well, good. I'm glad I put a smile on your face. See, this this podcast is therapeutic for both of us. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And educational. I learned something new. I learned something new today. He learned something new today. It's Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me here as a panelist on Funny Books and Firewater. I also do the English Class Hooligans podcast that my parents can listen to. With my better half, Amy. Hi, Hi Amy. Amy. As well as our cat wrangler here. And I'm here in Salt Lake. If you see me, say hi. I'll look at you funny without comprehension, but I'll go hi and keep on walking. So, yeah. Awesome. And we have a very special guest today. He stepped in at the last minute to hang out with us, and we're super glad he did. We have Mr. Andy Wilson. Hi, everybody. I'm Andy Wilson. Uh, You can find my new project over at thehallofgreatness.com, and you can subscribe to that on iTunes. And 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 you have a kick-ass logo, too. It is a cool logo. I really like it. I like your logo. It's very cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Um, I wanted to say something really quickly about English class hooligans, though. This is really cool. My daughter, who was 13 and in eighth grade, they are doing Macbeth Mm -hmm. for their school play. And so... Or listen to okay. the the most recent episode about Macbeth. So, uh-huh. What'd she think? Uh, well, she hasn't listened to it yet. I'm going to okay. have to listen to it. But I okay, yeah, okay. We, we we do discuss a production I did last year of it fairly significantly, actually. Well, that's good. Uh, who is she playing? Uh, she she's actually on the tech crew, so y'all are be oh, really awesome. excited about that. So yeah, yes, kindred spirits. That's what I do for yep, a living. Exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, cool. Well, let her, I mean, you know my contact info. If she has any questions or needs advice, by all means, let me know. I can help out. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the McCormick Middle School version of Macbeth will be a little bit less intense than your version, but I will let her know. <laughs> Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll let her know. So you're, you're saying that the, the witches won't be naked? Probably. Our witches weren't naked. No, they weren't. I mean... Some of them I wish they were, but that's totally different. <laughs> well, you know, it just means you're still breathing. That's true. Um, and so, hey, I'm Brian. That was an awkward self-revelation right there. Uh, uh, I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. I also do the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Oh, no, I do the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. That's the one that's here. Hey! Uh, We're so and, professional. And I, I can cut all this out. That's the beautiful thing about it, because I'm the editor, so I can sound Future as stupid Brian. as I want. Future Brian fixes all of my problems. Thank you, Future Brian, for fixing all of that. Brian's an asshole. Past Brian is an asshole, and uh, that's fine. We're used to it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's the beauty of the magic of editing, kids. If only you had editing in your day-to-day life when you do stupid things, you could go and fix them. But 
not so much. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm a Sunday based in Southern California, and uh, I also do English class hooligans with Todd and Amy. Hi, Amy and Todd. Yo. So yeah, so this week, Justice League Dark. Um, this is part of the new 52. Uh, this is, we don't have Maya here to correct me on all the things I'm going to say wrong on this. Does anybody, Todd, do you have any like real opinions on this? Do you want to give us a little preview as to what this is? So this came out with a new 52. It's written by Peter Milligan. Um, what's interesting, this first trade is Peter Milligan, then Jeff Lemire picks up afterwards for a few trades. So, yes, which is the only, I won't, well, never mind, I won't spoil that. But yeah, okay, okay. go ahead. So, and the general idea, this is the magic side of DC where. Once again, as Brian says, where Superman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg at the beginning fall short, this crew steps in to deal with challenges that they're not equipped to do. So here it's a lot of deep magic and people that do not have their feces conglomerated trying to hang out. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm still laughing in the back of my head about CBT. Um, <laughs> as soon as I spread that around work, it's going to go like wildfire. It's going to be amazing. They, they can send uh, royalty checks to me. I'm trying to figure out if there's like a nice place I can tell people to look up what that stands for. Like, I wonder if it's on like. I bet it's on Urban um, Dictionary. That's yeah, what I'll, I'm thinking. Talking. Okay, so anyway, well, also while we're talking, so Todd, what is since you're here, what okay. would you classify this book? Since this is a DC book and Maya's not here, mm-hmm. what would you what would you classify this book as? What's the Toddification of this? The Toddification of this, it's a superhero horror, lonely old man. Lonely old men. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, before we go into this book and all the other things that we do with the show, we will need a drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. So, who would like to start with drinking game rules? I'll start. Okay, what do you got, sir? Wanna ignorance be bliss? <laughs> okay. So every time Madame Xanadu is going, oh, I can see the future and everything else, and it all just sucks, it hurts so bad, go ahead and take oh. a drink. <laughs> I love your emo version. <laughs> oh, it just sucks so bad. It's just so bad. Oh. I can't believe I've oh, got dude. this weight on me. I just wish oh. I didn't know. Nazi conformist oh. cheerleaders. <laughs> that part wasn't so bad. That's a conformist cheerleaders. Is that in this book? Did I miss no, that? That's a, the, the goth episode of South Park where all the goth kids are hanging oh, out, bitching about the Nazi conformist right. cheerleaders. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Yeah. The I wish ignorance <clears throat> ignorance was bliss. I wish I was so. Okay. Wouldn't ignorance be bliss? Is what you originally said. Okay, I'll do that. One. Um, and then uh, Mr. Andy, do you have a cocktail or not cocktail? Sorry, jumping ahead. You have a drinking game rule for us. Anytime you see a giant pile of corpses, take a drink. Nice. Oh. That goes along well uh, with CBT. It does go along with CBT. <laughs> right. Do you have a name for that, or should I make one up? Uh, yes, uh, and you will know us by the Trail of the Dead. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, so before I go into that, if you want to look up CBT, just Google CBT Urban, and that'll tell you. Okay. Right. Otherwise, it's because of cognitive behavior therapy. So... Okay. Which CBT could be a form of. Um, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, my drink game is called Abracadabra. Uh, every time someone uses magic, take a drink. But much like we did with the last episode or uh, the one we did for Clean Room, uh, just do it once per page. Because if you do it like, once per panel, that's, that's just not fair. So It's just not a nice thing to do no. with people. I'm, I'm feeling generous today. The meds are working. so. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Good. And then mine is Body Snatcher. It's take a drink whenever dead man possesses someone's body. Um, and he takes over somebody else. So, yeah, that's a good set of drinking games. Yeah. We've all done very well for ourselves today. I'm proud of us. Yay. I, I am, too. I'm patting us all on the back. We've done this 131 uh, times now. We have. The drinking game, not so much. But, you know, we're, we're eventually figuring out what we're going to yeah. do. So, um, a person was talking to me, and they wanted to check out our podcast. So, I was like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I like probably start with, you know, something from September of last year on. Because we kind of we fine-tuned it a lot since then. Yeah. Yeah. Tilly texts me, he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the one um, Dark Phoenix saga. I'm like, no. <laughs> that episode does not exist anymore. None of those episodes do. Get the fuck away from there. Now that we've retuned, like, it's, it's just going way back. Well, it's like, you know, we've gotten better. We've, we've we've got a structure more than we had back then, and we're just a lot better now. We, we eventually figure out what we're doing. 
Absolutely. We're not pros like Andy Wilson, but we're, we're no, no, no. But it, come on, no, that's not true. But <laughs> the, the, it's like the first season of Seinfeld or the first season of Parks and Recreation. You know, or just come no, on, that's true. Figuring out the space. First season of The Office. First too, season, I will throw yeah, in yeah, yeah. You know, it just takes a while, and then you get a rhythm. You figure out what you're reeling for, and then boom, there you go. Uh, note: The Hall of Greatness has not yet found that space. <laughs> <laughs> So I've recently started watching Parks and Recreation, and I have such a crush on Aubrey Plaza. I'm like on <laughs> YouTube all the time, just watching all of her talk show appearances. Oh yeah, she's amazingly awkward, and it is awesome. She's she is the human equivalent of Daria. She really kind of is, and she had this one like internal ex external existential moment where she realized she took Irish dancing lessons for a while. And so it's uh -huh. like the whole point of Irish dancing is your arms stay to your side very still and you keep a very calm, flat, neutral face. And she's yeah. like, well, now that is going to follow me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's where she learned that's it. That's where the she Irish learned dancing. it was Irish dancing. That's right. So uh, if the camera were to pan down in Parks and Rec, you would see that she's Irish dancing all the time. That's right, but face perfectly neutral. I, okay, that's gonna be my new thing of like just every time I see Aubrey Plaza, I'm gonna imagine her step dancing, uh, and uh, that'll they'll change every interview that she's ever done ever. I know, but it's it's amazing. That's true. Uh, cool. Then let's jump into votes as to whether or not we deem it worthy. You, our dear listener, of going and hunting down this book and reading it uh, for yourselves. Uh, we'll start with our lovely guest star, Mr. Andy. What is your vote? Uh, I vote yes. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Todd. Yeah. If you like uh, DC and magic, this is the book for you. Uh, Mr. Adam. I'm going to go yes with reservations. I am going to second Adam's reservations and say that the only thing that's keeping me interested in reading the next volume is the fact that Jeff Lemire takes over. I was not particularly a fan of this, but I will be in the minority, which is fine. Well, no, we're split 50 50. Yeah. No, I mean, because it's more 75. Oh, no, I said yes with the reservation. So, and I'm, with, I'm, I'm on the same reasoning as you, so. Okay, well, maybe the same reasoning. We're about the same level, but yeah. Does anybody have any last-minute warnings we feel like we need to add to, uh, to people before they uh, jump into this book? Well, if you're thinking of seeing Batawang, have no fear. <laughs> there is no Batawang in this, no. And th th this can be viewed by uh, Mr. Uh, Kerry Jackson. Who has a fear of the battle wang? Does he? That's funny. Yeah, and all wang. Anti-wang. Yeah. Yep. He's he's wang free since '83. Um, <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Um, um, also, this one, you know, unlike the other ones we've done this month, uh, this is I'd say PG-13. You know, you can let your teenagers read this. Mm -hmm. Just not like you know, it wasn't like the last couple ones where it was like, oh, there's dicks yeah. and pussy everywhere. So. Yeah, clean room was a definite no on that. Uh, I'm actually trying to come up with comic books to give to my mom since she at Fanex was starting to show a little bit of interest in. In uh, comic books, I'm like, okay, what can I recommend to my mother, like, and not scare her recommendation. off? You, you guys gave me a few good ones, yeah. I, I, I think I have a few. I think also, um, uh, unwritten, I think might be something that she might be kind of into because she is such a reader. I think that'd be something that she was kind of right. would dig as well. So, I'm, I'm putting together a list. Sure. Um, Are you checking it twice? So cool. I'm gonna find out who's naughty. Mm -hmm. Well, Adam's naughty, obviously, and who's and nice. Naughty. Can't you be naughty and nice? <laughs> In Adam's world, you can. Is that like fire nice? Uh, or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, don't Google that one. Right now, do. so no. many people are upset that we're talking about Christmas things and it isn't even Halloween yet. Well, like, no, 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 not yet. <laughs> here's the problem. In my job, I am dealing with Christmas two months beforehand. So, like, you know, like... That's actually kind of the nice thing because we're trying to record these about a month ahead before Halloween, and that actually lines up more with my work schedule of dealing with a holiday a month before that holiday actually happens, rather than like actual normal people's holidays when they only celebrate Halloween in the month of October. Mm. A very strange phenomenon. So I think that that will uh, we will basically have to go take a break, and we'll give you a chance to go read it at home yourself. Um, you have been warned; we will spoil it uh, when we get back. So uh, you just so you're aware that there will be spoilage aplenty. Enjoy go, the read. Go read, and we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait.
Hi, everybody. This is Matt. And I'm Trevor. We're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast, a movie podcast for people who like to stay up late. We've just joined the Hello, Sweetie podcast network, expanding our podcast empire and bringing the world to its knees. Take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. We're going to talk to you about movies. We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love, movies nobody loves. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Hey, that was pretty good. Do you think they'll listen? Uh, the good ones always do. Nursing a hard cider, but it's just fourteen. L- literally, he put like a nipple on it and everything. I know. The, mm, really? Mm, mm. Awesome. So just prepping for the kid coming. I'll say, what about my turn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amy's gonna be receptive to that. Oh, that, fr- that fresh mother's milk. Right, mother's milk, right there. Get a gun and name it Mira. Do the whole bit. Did I ever tell you what my mom used to do when she? This is going to sound really bad. I need to finish the story off quickly before people get weird mm-hmm. ideas. Um, so my mom was uh, a, grew up as a dairy farmer, and the cats would come and bother them while they were milking the cows, and she would actually spray the cats with warm milk from the udders. Like, she could aim and, like, squirt milk from the cow directly and, like, hit a cat from, like, a, a fair amount of distance, which I always thought was kind of impressive. Oh, hey, that's not too bad. Well, hey, if you ever need a talent for yeah. America's Got Talent, you know. I've never I seen totally that before. Totally pay to watch that. I've never seen that before, and I've seen lots of episodes of that show. Um, going back to like farm stuff with animals. Yes. Growing up on a farm, we had goats. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Come on, Saddle. And uh, I used to be really allergic to goat's milk because my mom would milk the goats, and then she would make us drink it because you know we were three three boys, and we were all eating a shit ton of cereal and everything. We were like in. Mm-hmm. Uh, into junior high school and stuff, uh, and she would never believe me that I was allergic to it because I would, you know, eat a bowl of cereal and break out in hives all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. So I eventually I grew that, but she to this day doesn't believe that I was ever allergic to goat's milk, even though, you know, I'd be fine for like a week and then one bowl of goat's milk and I'd, I'd be sick. Do you like goat's milk? Okay, um, I haven't had it since then. So, so have you grown out of it? Uh, I have like goat cheese. Okay, I like goat cheese. Yeah, goat cheese is good. I'm like poor Clark, who's we just learned is uh, lactose intolerant. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, really? He shouldn't be intolerant of lactose. He should learn to love all types of things. (laughs) Lactose lives matter. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back. Um, I hope all of that makes it. (laughs) That probably will. Um, (laughs) We'll see. Most of our stuff makes it. I've only. What have I taken out recently? I, I censored something at one point in time. Mainly because I think the, my joke fell flat. Normally, I'll cut out my really lame jokes. Is what that, that's the biggest thing that will get edited out. So, if I don't have a lame joke that doesn't work in there, it's probably gonna stay. I get right. to edit. I get to be selfish that way. I'm sorry. That's I. You're I the one okay doing the work. It. I figure that's a. That's a fair path. Yeah. Yes, I'm not nearly as. Actually, I'm not even charming on the show. So you know, there's there's nothing with that. But yeah. Um. Cool. Well, Mr. Todd, would you mind giving us a uh, a quick little plot summary as to. Uh, uh, what we uh, encountered in this book. Sure, and others feel free to interject and jump in when I go off base. Okay. So this is Justice League Dark from the New 52, book one, is volume one in the dark. So it starts out, you've got the Enchantress, who looks like an old crone in a farmhouse on her own, living inside of an envelope, just kind of bemoaning the world. It comes to light that the standard Justice League are not up to the task. They find they are without their druthers and are unable to do so. So Madame Xanadu, upon seeing this in visions, going, I need to get a team together. And she proceeds to find a bunch of people with a lot of things wrong with them to try to round them all up to combat um, the Enchantress. Also at the same time, June Moon, the uh, human... It's not a vessel? Vessel of the Enchantress, yeah. Yeah, the vessel there has been separated from Enchantress. Enchantress desperately wants to reunite with June Moon, and she desperately does not want this to happen. So, and you've got um, Madame Xanadu, you have Zatanna, you've got Deadman, you've got Shade, you've got, um, who am I missing? Constantine. Constantine as well. Hellblazer is pulling in the whole bit, too. So they all get together. They're all kind of, we're broken, we can't work together, but they pull it out. Well, Andy, as our guest... What are your thoughts? So I like any time when you can take the the big three of the Justice League and you have to sideline them for any reason. And so that's where I started with this book. And I like the idea of, oh, hey, 
uh, Superman showed up and he got his ass kicked by a bunch of like flying teeth. witches' teeth. teeth. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> which is a gross and b <laughs> kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because a lot of people forget, like Superman, one of his weaknesses is magic. Like it's kryptonite mm-hmm. and magic. So. I, I like that idea that, you know, there's this world where he doesn't have any power and then comes John Constantine and Zatanna, who are usually like kind of secondary characters, and they're the really powerful ones. And uh, I really like Deadman as a character, um, even going back to like the, the Mike Allred stuff way back when. And uh, so, you know, I, I think this book is kind of tailor-made for me because... I have an affinity for those characters, and I like sidelining the the Major Justice League folks. I like DC stealing lines from Thor as well. What? Where was that? What are they stealing lines well, from Thor? So it's the opening of the book when uh, it's the the Holy Trinity are fighting Enchantress, and mm-hmm. Wonder Woman says magic is just science we don't understand yet. Oh yeah. That oh was nice. From the yeah. Movie. Nobody remembers the Dark World, Adam. Dark Come on. Oh. No, the very first Thor movie. Oh, was that the, the first one? Where, like, movie? The one where it looks like Thor got like had like plastic surgery. Like, go back and watch that movie. Mm-hmm. He looks fucking weird. Like, we watched it the other night, and I was like, that that just does not look right. Oh, poor Badger! Hmm. I heard Badger in the background. No, no, no! That was my dog. That was Charlie. Oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Poor Charlie. Poor Charlie. I'm sorry, Mr. Adam. You had some reservations. What were your reservations about this? So. Uh, the- you know, the one nice thing with this is that you know, I, I do know who, like, John Constantine is. I know who Zoltana is. Uh, so it was it was kind of nice that with, like, Shade and, and Dead Man and some of the characters I wasn't familiar with, that they, they did a really good job of introducing them. So I'll say that, that it was nice to kind of see what their powers were, how they worked. My biggest reservation with this is that, like like you said, Brian, like, you want to see what happens next when Jeff Lemire takes over. And at the end of the book, I really did want to see what was going to happen next. But at the same time, parts of it felt like it was a slog to get there. And when you find out at the end, like, oh, um, Xanadu did all this just to get him together to show, hey, we need to go stop this. It kind of felt like Deus Ex Machina, kind of like they, everything that happened didn't really happen for a reason. Like it kind of did, but it didn't. And it just kind of felt like, you know, when when you, you know, when you're a kid and you think you're, you're writing a story, a short story and you have the brilliant idea to go, and it was all a dream. You know, it's uh-huh. like, it felt like what they did didn't really have that big of an impact. Like, yeah. You're gonna do pulling June out of Enchantress, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then kind of, and then we have the tropes of you know everyone has to hate each other and fight first, and now we're, we're not gonna get along, but we'll tolerate each other. Uh, you know, obviously you've, you've got to have that foundation, but for me, it's almost like why didn't we do this like in the first two books or three books, and then start a new story and kind of finish it off with like, hey, we're we're a team now, we're a begrudging team, but we can go fight a big bad now or something like that. Whereas it just kind of dragged out for a bit, and it seems like that they. They padded it with just filler that wasn't needed. Yeah. That's really fair. That's mm-hmm. a really fair yeah. critique of this. I agree. Because yes. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't dislike it at all. But it was, it was a fun read. And I, I do love Constantine you know, with the, the TV show and everything else. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, I like, I kind of like the movie. And actually, it's one of the best movie to, uh, games they've ever made for PS2. Uh, but yeah, I just it felt like there was just a lot of fluff. I guess that's the word well, more fluff. And, and and the slog aspect of it is really what I felt like I had a hard time getting into this book and I'm not exactly sure why and just every once in a while you come across I, we come across a book on the show that I just have a hard time getting into and sometimes when I can't you've, you've made a very astute um, analysis is what I think probably my issues are I just had a hard time slogging through it and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was I didn't dig about it but I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense um, it felt to me to a certain extent, kind of about like some of the slower issues of X-Men that we've read, where it's like, it's almost too many characters trying to do too much stuff and trying, I mean, and that was just sort of what I was feeling like it was, but I, I think your analysis is probably more correct as to what I think is actually going on for me at least. Yeah, because I mean, it took me two days to get through it. Normally I can tear through books, even books I'm not really a big fan of, I can, you know, read in a half hour, hour. But yesterday yeah. I got like, halfway through and then, you know, I was kind of like, God, this isn't really going anywhere. So, and see, I didn't know that, uh, I originally know that June, the character of June was the vessel for Enchantress. So that was kind of interesting for me to, you know, figure that out in the end when she mm-hmm. has that nursery room stuck in her head that Xanadu put there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of had to stop in the middle and come back to it later, you know, earlier today because I just kind of lost interest. It was like, yeah, yeah. this is whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, and because you guys called me in kind of late on this, mm-hmm. I, like, I downloaded it on comiXology 
and I read it in like an hour because I was just like, I got to get through this because I, I have way too much stuff to do. So uh-huh. sure. um, I think because of that, because I was forcing myself to read really quickly, it felt like less of a slog. So Adam, you're really convincing me that maybe I'm wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say, what I really enjoyed about this though, is um, with the new 52, DC did a huge redesign across the board. Some mm-hmm. redesigns were welcomed and others less so. But yeah. um, all in all, I think there a lot of the redesign they did with these dark characters, like even Zatanna, she's more traditionally in like black fishnets and a Playboy bunny costume. Yeah, right. And in this mm-hmm. one, I mean, she's still wearing her bustier, but she's got long leather pants on. And you look at these others, and it's um, I thought they, the characters here were updated quite well while still paying and their nice homage to their past selves. And in general, I thought the art was quite great when magic and all the whirly loos were going on on how the frames were broken up and tied in and the whole world was starting to waver and blend and not sure what was where i thought artistically this was really a fantastic oh i didn't execution. have any problem with the art the art's amazing i love the art in this mm-hmm. i just yeah and, and I i'm with, with you totally on the the redesign too i always felt that about zatanna i'm like she's one of the most potentially powerful people in the dc universe and she looks like fucking clown shoes and it's like why does she look like a magician's assistant she's not the uh-huh. magician's assistant she i she's not the the, mm-hmm. the doctor strange of this universe but she has magical abilities like on that level like if they're mm-hmm. like who's the most powerful magician in the universe she's one of them up there and i felt like this finally lets her be an adult rather than like I don't know, sex kitten magician's assistant, which I never really understood that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And even the change from the fishnets to the pants, it did bring a bit of a maturity to it. And it's, it seems more like a choice of her. She was choosing her outfit more so than being assigned one. You know, she's not the assistant being told what to wear. The other thing I really loved about this, just this whole dead man and his relationship on how he's just, all he wants is a little bit of loving, but since he's dead and he can't physically get there, he possesses other bodies, and he just keeps screwing things up. So the guy can't... Yeah. He can't get a win oh, to guy. save his life, and yet he knows yeah. it. He's like, oh, June Moon is like, I'm sorry for interrupting. He's like, no, it was a good thing. I would have said something stupid if you hadn't shown up anyway. Yeah. That would so, have made things worse. I will say, that part of it I actually really did enjoy. I kind of liked a little bit of that. I thought that was really interesting. and It was, it was one of those interesting, like... I, I mean, maybe because I read a lot of image comics, but like I kind of like those like personal issues when you're not being a superhero of like, you know, oh, yes, I can save the world. But, um, you know, my significant other, I can't really touch. You know, I mean, like you don't think about like on a normal day to day basis, you don't think about that. You just think about the powers and sort of uh, I like the ramifications of their powers sort of taking a little bit of focus uh, throughout the course of the book. So that was something, I, an aspect of this I actually really enjoyed. I like when he, when Dead Man tries to pull a George Costanza and is like, <laughs> I'm going to take over June Moon and be like, hey, girlfriend, you didn't want to make out with me in that other body, but what about this? And then the next frame yeah. goes yeah. and he's just like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I, I really enjoyed that characterization and going, I don't know who this Dead Man is, but I like him. And mm-hmm. I think they executed that really well. Because what they did do well, and going right here, and I understand it can be a slog, and I felt that too, but it's going, here's a cast of characters, some we might know, many we don't. And you've got Zatanna temporarily with, because at the beginning you've got the cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Superman get their ass handed to them. And then Batman's not there, and he's like, oh, I'm ready to go in with you, Zatanna. And she says, I don't think so. And then she sidelines him as well as they're off doing their own thing so it's you're eliminating the big guns and you're having all these side characters and let me tell who you are you even got the shade with his vest that changes reality and whatnot and he's trying to create this girlfriend and even he can't keep a relationship of a girl he created himself and that sucks and you're like dude yeah that's lame so I understand the slow and the fill, but at the same time, I really got to feel I got to know a lot of these characters going on here. And I'm like, I kind of get how you're all broken. So question. So I, I'm not as familiar. I know who Zantana is, but I'm not really as familiar with her. I, mean, I know her more from playing the DC online game. Sure. Um, is her way of doing magic spells always been to say the words backwards? 
I think that's how it's been portrayed. I haven't read a lot of Zantana, to be honest. Okay, because that's just kind of gay. <laughs> but do not read the Star of World books. Yeah, and I know her more from yeah. like the animated I was stuff. Like, why would you do Pig Latin? So, so yeah. if you're having a tough yeah. time with Zatanna writing, um, avoid the Superman and Bizarro World books because then you'll really be upset. Yeah, I have only read one Bizarro Superman, and that's because it was um, illustrated by the same guy who does The Goon. And that's the only reason I picked it up, and it wasn't great, to be honest. So, it's, yeah, wrapping but. your head around how that works, and you're just like, this is such a torn and exercise. Yeah, and I, I do want to say the first issue did take me a while. Mm-hmm. The, the way that it was being told, I'm just like, okay, are we gonna are we gonna get to this? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? Like, it, we've got. Uh, Madame Xanadu like talking in riddles and setting all these things up it's like okay okay what wh- wh- are we gonna can we can we get on with it get on with it please please get on with get it get on with it sure <laughs> get on with it <laughs> yeah I know so uh, I I definitely feel that but um, but again I I just I like the characters and I felt enough investment with them to to like mm-hmm. it and Again, seeing Superman get his ass kicked is always kind of fun. So That's true. I'll I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll slog through some some weird storytelling if you feed me that in the first twenty pages. Well, now seems about as good time as any to jump into cocktails if everybody's ready for that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Behold, Mr. Boom. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boom. and make with the fire Mr. water. And Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail? Okay, so mine's actually kind of a, it's like a, it's a, it's a party punch, you know, it's for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, mine's called the okay. Enchantress. So what you do is you uh, take a, a pitcher, you add two cups of boiling water, one package, uh, six ounce package of lime gelatin. You stir that until the gelatin all is melted. You add three cups of chilled pineapple juice, one two liter bottle of lemon lime soda, one two liter bottle of ginger ale, uh, and two cups of vodka. You stir that around, let it chill till it's about room temperature. And then you pour over ice, and it's like a nice little like lime green, like witch's brew type thing. Oh, nice, I like it. All right, you put some dry ice in there and make it all uh, spooky and stuff like spooky. that. Spooky. Uh, Mr. Todd, do you have a cocktail for us? I do. Mine is um, I found it's called Dead Man's Mule, so I thought this is perfect. Yeah. So this you use um three quarters of an ounce of absinthe. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of a cinnamon schnapps of your choice. I always like Goldschlager myself. And yes, you do. Yes, I do. I still have memories of licking it off the counter in our old... I'm surprised you have memories of Goldschlager in college. You know, my biggest memory of Goldschlager in college was I got so drunk off of it, I was watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon without subtitles. And it made sense? No, 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 no. <laughs> it didn't make sense, but I didn't even care. And I was just thoroughly enjoying myself while doing so. But back to this. And then you also add a three-quarter ounce of uh, almond syrup. It's the Orgat. And then just... Orgat? Orgat. See? Thank you for correcting yeah. my speech. Is that like on you? I just know this because I had a bartender tell me it. Orgat. So, and then orgeat. you want to do a half ounce of freshly, freshly squeezed lime juice. And then you top it off with a ginger beer. So you just have that in a Collins okay. glass filled with ice. And um, you shake the first four ingredients with ice, shake the shit out of it, pour it in a nice filled glass, and top with a ginger beer on top, and you garnish with a lime wedge. Dead man's mule. Have you ever had Orgeat? No. It is an amazing liquid. Like, it can make almost anything taste good. Oh, really? Like, it's, it, it really, like, in, in the right combination of ingredients, it makes stuff taste amazing. And, like, it can also fix, like, uh, this isn't necessarily great, but some Orgeat in there will all of a sudden make it taste really good. It's amazing how well it works. Because what's interesting, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I'm looking at this. So you've I got absinthe, which is a licorice heavy, mm-hmm. cinnamon, and orgeat, which is saying it's an almond syrup. So you've got yeah, licorice, cinnamon, and almond with some lime juice and topped off with ginger beer. I, I'm kind of well, the, interesting mixture. The, I think the cinnamon and the absinthe are gonna are gonna play against each other. Okay. To a certain extent, I, I mean, and does that seem reasonable to anybody else? Sure. I mean, it's three quarters of an ounce of absinthe, so it's got a it's like a mm-hmm. bat to the face of licorice flavor. That's a, that's a fair amount of absinthe, yeah. Because normally most stuff of absinthe is like a rinse. Right. So this is but, just all in there. So there, there's no hiding all from there. 
Yeah. That's interesting. It's finding all the crevices and just flushing it out. Well, and the lime juice will cut it a little bit as well. Yeah, lime. And the orgeat will definitely help do a smoothing sort of thing. I can still see where that would work, actually. Actually, what some ginger the ginger beer you got from Farmer's Market. That yeah. sounds a kick in the pants. Yeah, I've got this extra spicy yeah. Garwood's ginger beer. That might actually beer. be too much for that. Yeah, that thing is amazing. It's like if I try to chug that, I'd have an easier time chugging my uh, Jim Bean cheap whiskey than that one. We'll have to get you some if you come back out for Fanex, Andy. I know. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm like, things yeah. to do when I come to Salt Lake next time. Get ginger beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have Todd take you to Farmer's Market. He will take you yeah. to the good spot. And then we'll get you some of the, the Utah, local Utah scorpion chili spice rub that Todd and I are freaking out about. Oh, that's oh, it's so good. It was really good. So, Here's the thing is, I'm, I'm medium on the spicy scale, I would say. Is that fair, Todd? Sure. I, I can handle a medium amount. Yeah. Like, even... I'm a... I'm a, I, like I'm not like a heavy spice person, but I love that stuff. It's really good. I mean, it has a bit of a kick to it, but on some pizza, oh, so good. So it's got a really big kick to it. But yeah, we had um, all gotten together. We had gotten some Hawaiian pizza, and so Brian was uh, branching out and trying fruit on his pizza. I, I'm just against it on principle, but that's totally different. Yeah, you can be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> but so I went and got this, and I didn't have any pepper flakes. But I'm like, oh, I've got this uh, bourbon scorpion rub sitting in there so we sprinkled that on top of the pizza and it added a smokiness and a, just a warmth and a heat and it just kind of elevated it and yeah it really, it i, I was, did a i did pulled pork uh I, I did a sweet pork tacos last night and actually i used some of that in the spice rub okay and again it wasn't like it was it wasn't crazy hot but it was enough that you know two mm-hmm. or three teaspoons was enough to actually spice up the whole like six pound pork roast oh that's fantastic and it was, it was quite delicious great and they sell it next to my house it's like 10 bucks a bottle yeah that stuff's awesome so it's that it's what's I'm gonna add this in. It's a scorpion bourbon scorpion rub from Tongue Spank. Tongue Spank, yeah. Tongue Spank yeah. Makes, makes it. So you can find it here in Utah. Just um, Google Tongue Spank and it'll help you out. Stuff's yeah. made in Lehigh, so the best thing to come out of Happy Valley. Yeah, and if you don't if you want paper shipping, uh, the Grove Market over on Main Street has a they've got a, a lot of the flavors. That one though is a limited edition, so if you want that one, grab it while it's still here. Yeah, so. but it was great. This podcast brought to you by Tongue Spank. I know, right? Know. We should get a sponsorship. That would be awesome. You'd look at us. What? I don't know. You can just all the spice. Yeah, rub. you can just pay us in spice rub. I'd be totally happy with that. Yeah, I would. I would do that too. Actually, if we could get like what five bottles, five things of spice rub every month, just to split amongst us all and call it. Good. Oh, I did get a ghost pepper coconut hot sauce that I haven't tried. I tried a little bit of it, and it was like interesting flavor. But I'm trying to figure out what to cook. I'll let you try something before you leave today. Shrimp. That might work. Yeah, put it on shrimp. That'd be, that'd be really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of fancy pants yes. uh, things, I have a cocktail which I am calling the Black Magic. Well, actually, it's called the Black Magic. I'm not calling it. Other people call it that too. It is a quarter of a cup of ice, a half a cup of orange juice, one and a half cups of vodka. Or sorry, one and a half ounces of vodka. Wow, that was a you very can do one and a half cups of drink. I was like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, one and a half ounces of vodka, two drops of black food dye. A half ounce of triple sec orange slices to garnish. So you pour the orange juice and the triple sec into a cocktail shaker with ice, cover and shake, and then strain into a glass that's half filled with ice. Um, In a pint glass, you add a drop of black food dye to the vodka and stir well. And then using the back of a spoon, you slowly pour the black vodka into a cocktail glass and the rest atop uh, and and rest atop the orange juice and triple sec. So you sort of layer it out. And then there's this extra ingredient if you want to get real fancy about this. Uh, you can use a cotton swab to paint the orange slices with back, black food dye. So you have a black orange as there as well if you really want to, but not necessarily required for this. And then, Mr. Andy, if I know anything about you, I know that you probably have a mocktail for us. No, I don't. Sorry. What? I got nothing. Nothing. It's John Constantine, just pour yourself whiskey. There you go. Okay, I got it. I do rather enjoy, yeah. though, Brian's Halloween-themed screwdriver. That thing sounds fun. That's a good way of describing it, actually. Yeah. Why? Why did huh? I get a bell? That was for Andy. Oh, shame. For what? For for his? Uh, for for the for the booze? Give, give me give me more than a, a couple days, and I'll I'll come up with a mocktail. Sorry. <laughs> We're just messing with you, Andy. <laughs> you, we can we can come back in a couple weeks, and I'll have something. But apologies. I'm just I'm just shocked that we got booze out of Andy. Yeah, I'm no, I, 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 I'm so. Andy when I endorse you drinking ski to uh, enjoy John Constantine. <laughs> I, I'm totally down for that. I have my own uh, 
personal recommendations for whiskey when it comes down to it, but I don't think John Constantine would drink anything that fast. You have to go with like the, the High West Campfire because since John Constantine smokes so much, you get that smokiness coming. That's right. kind of what I was thinking, actually. Right. Yeah, cheap whiskey. None of that. No, Don't waste your single malt. Just just get wasted. Yeah, and that's the thing is John Constantine would, would not spring for High West, I don't think. He's an Evan Williams man if I ever met one. <laughs> Probably or or a Jack Daniels. How much is that plastic candle on the bottom shelf? I'll take yeah. that. Yep, pretty much. Cool. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to discuss before we go into final grades? No, I think we did yep. it. The art was awesome. The writing, you know, there was um, times of slowness, but it, I think it did a great job of introducing the different characters we are less familiar with, and um, yeah, and yeah, cool. it keeps going, and Lemire takes over. Peter Milligan only does this run. Well, then let's go into final grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. So fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Uh, there is a new grade that I had ta- discussed with Todd that I think I want to throw in here, but um, I will give it to you last, but I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. All right. Um, so the idea is, is that some books that we read are better self-contained than others. So some of them, like, yes, you need to go do some research or... Uh, it's better to know other information or it doesn't necessarily stand on its own. Um, Like in the case of Clean Room, it would have been maybe better to have read the entire series of three trades rather than just the one to get it. So how self-contained the book is is the extra grade I'd like to add in, but I will come to that last before final grades. So just be thinking about that in the back of your head. Does that work for everybody? Sure, yeah. Cool. So for writing, um, we will start with Mr. Andy. Uh, I'm going to give this a straight B for writing. there, there were parts where it was slow. There were parts where I wanted them to move along more quickly. But uh, overall, I liked it. Again, I'm going to keep coming back because I love it. Anytime we get to see Superman get his ass kicked by uh, <laughs> yes. dirty witch's teeth, I'm in. So You really have something against no, Superman. No, I really Andy. like Superman, but he's <laughs> not interesting unless he's weak. Unless you can find a way to like insert something yeah. in there. Because... Otherwise, who cares? There's no stakes to that character unless you can take him down a notch every once in a while. Unless he can fail, he's just mm-hmm. a giant well, big blue boy yeah. scout deus ex machina, and who cares? So, Or when he questions his existence or questions whether or not what he's doing is right, that's where the other place where he can be interesting. Yes. But you can only do so many of those brooding Superman stories before people walk away. Right, and and I, I don't always want broody Superman. I want positive Superman, too. I want him yeah. to be a beacon of hope and... And an example to people, um, but sometimes you gotta you gotta take him down a peg, you know. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. that makes sense. Cool, uh, Mr. Todd, for writing. You know, I'm gonna give this a B as well. I um, rather in- enjoyed the characterizations and the introductions of these Justice League Dark members, but there was times where he could um, trim it up. There's no doubt about that. But the um, mm-hmm. it did its job of introducing who. who they all are and the um, antagonists and protagonists and the whole bit so yeah it's a solid B well uh, Mr. Adam I'm going to go with a C because of what I mentioned before was <clears throat> I felt like there was just too much fluff in it I think you could have told two decent stories in the you know five or six issues that's in this trade but that being said I didn't uh, I agree with Todd they did a really good job of of uh, introducing the characters so people you weren't familiar with you within pages of seeing who they were you knew their powers you knew kind of their personalities so I did appreciate that. I just think that they could have done a better job uh, wrapping this story up and starting something new. Uh, that they just felt like again there was just a lot of padding that didn't need to be there. But I mean, the, the dialogue was great. I mean, the characters' personalities came through. I mean, John Constantine was a cocky asshole, just like he is, and I like that. So, cool. Um, I'm gonna go with a C. Um, similar issues to what Adam had. Um, just had a hard time vibing with this one. Um, and that gets us all for writing. Uh, for art, uh, what is your grade, uh, Adam? Uh, I'm actually going to go with the B plus. I really enjoyed the art in this. It was it was it was colorful, and it was really great when they did the magic and the different astral planes kind of stuff they were on. 
the you know when it had to be kind of gruesome it was like with the you know the pile of corpses and stuff it was gruesome without being over the top um hence why i said this is appropriate for you know if you if you're a teenager and wanted to read it yeah. um but no I, I i think the art was great and i'm, I'm i'd love to see more about this you know this right this uh michael jannon <clears throat> yeah the way Oh, thank you. Yes, I've been forgetting names. Peter Milligan was the writer. Michael Jannon was the artist. Yeah. I'm, I apologize for that. Um, I normally try to be better about that. Uh, Mr. Andy, what is your art grade? Yeah, A for art. Uh, really agree. I I really like how uh, they made Enchantress uh, kind of gross uh, to look at most of this. I, I think coming into this, most people will know her from the Suicide Squad movie, and she's literally played by a supermodel. So eyebrows. you know, they, eyebrows. They, you know, yeah. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Yes. I, she had no chemistry whatsoever in Valerian. Like none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, okay. Eyebrows. I know, I know the actress. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and so I think that uh, you know making this character who can be portrayed as very beautiful and making her this gross husk, I think was really cool. Uh, I think the art on all of these characters was really cool, and yeah, as as evidenced by my drinking game, piles and piles of corpses, and yet PG thirteen friendly. I liked it, Mr. Todd. You know, I can go along with that. A minus A for the art. I, it was fantastic. It was fun. It did a great job of showing other sides of the DC universe. And what was even interesting, it's slightly on the writing side, but it's the art plays in as well. Is this is a group of characters is showing what they do is at the same time they're not part of the main line but it's not like they're intimidated by it as well oh yeah i see what you're doing there so it's not intimidated by it but yeah the art's fun and one of the things i really do love about dc and with their books is they'll have their main splash page in full color and there at the end of it they'll repeat it again um sans color and you can just take a look at what the oh, like the the cover, yeah, the cover. So you see the whole yeah. cover with the line art without any color on it, and it's just a different way of a. Uh, you can see how much the coloring adds, or maybe not, but just mm-hmm. another aspect of this is what we've got going on, and it also makes a great little um, page break type of a deal, knowing that we're going into the new book because many of these trades, it's not doing the um, full cover artwork that says Justice League Dark. Every time you hit a new trade, it's it's more seamless that way, and it just feels a lot less obtrusive. So I really enjoyed that with the DC stuff. So, yeah, awesome. And I'm I'm gonna go with a I'm probably gonna go with an A minus. Actually, I really uh, I dug it, the art uh, quite a bit. I, that was definitely not what the uh, issue was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I guess go back so, to and the character redesigns for the 52 for these. I really think these were fantastic redesigns across the board this grouping here yeah no i agree yeah. uh very nice very well done um and as we said it's nice to have a you know female character actually wearing pants you know just yeah. for fun uh so uh cool so for self-contained um mr todd what is your you know this one definitely had a beginning um and an ending with the story of enchantress and stuff going on so this arc was very well self-contained so it's not like, oh, we're three quarters of the way through this story. So it ended and then it felt like, and there's further adventures. Yay, let's read more further adventures. But this is a great stopping point and I feel satisfied. So I'm going to give it an A for self-containment on this arc. Mr. Adam. <sighs> See, I'm torn on this because in one sense, yes, you get a full story and everything is kind of wrapped up and then it leads into the next one. But at the same time, I'm only really interested in what's coming next, so I'm, I'm going to go with B, because if you were okay. just to read this and nothing else, you at least know where they came from, you get everything under, you know, one one banner, um, but it still feels like it's only part of the story. And it, not, I mean, and obviously with comic books, you're going to go through and have, like, you know, <clears throat> you know this went on for however many issues, and there's, like, mm-hmm. you know, longer stories, um, but... Yeah, it just it, it was it was an intro like it was like an intro movie. It was like it's like a springboard to the next one. Yeah, and origin story. Origin story. Yeah, and maybe you know I think with this one it might have been more needed because people aren't as familiar with these characters. But I kind of wanted more. So yes, is, is it a self-contained story? Definitely. Um, but I feel like it could have you know they could have maybe done more with it. So okay, uh, Mr. Andy. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, be. And, and for a lot of the same reasons that Todd and Adam said, but also because I think that 
even then there's a little bit of a barrier coming into these characters i think if you've never heard of any of them before uh this is a little bit hard uh to follow because you're like wait who what is up with all of these people um and and even as a, a casual dc fan uh, you know, there were, for me, it was hard, like, following characters I knew almost nothing about. And I'm like, wait, wh- I, I want to know more about Shade. Like, wh- what's up What's up with that? And um, and so I almost was looking for even more of the backstory as well. Um, and, and yes, and I, I was more interested in the story that was going to happen right after than, than the story that we got. So it's like, yeah, it's self-contained, but there's also a, a desire to know both what happened before and after which you could argue is what a good comic book should do but still so i'm gonna go with a b uh i'm gonna probably stick with a, a c as well for pretty much all the same reasons i don't really have a whole lot to add to what everyone has said uh so let's do overall grades um we will start with uh mr andy uh yeah b plus um i i think the art is better than than the story but i really liked it and if you're if you're a dc fan uh if if you're just looking for something that's you know a, a pg-13 thrill around this time of year uh i think this is a great book to do it with so b plus Adam, what is your final grade? Uh, I'm going to go with a, with a B minus. You know, I said that I, I do want to see what happens next. I love the artwork. Uh, the writing was well done, but the story and the plot line had pacing issues. So uh, that's why it's kind of knocked it down. But that being said, you know, these are they're interesting characters, and I, you know, it's not it's not a bad book by any means. It's just not one that's like you know immediately rush out and go and go read it. I'm going to go with the C plus, just slightly below yours. Um, I'm more interested in reading the next book based on the fact that Jeff Lemire wrote it. Um, and I think it got, a, it just it was a bit more of a slog for me than I really wanted it to be. Um, and Mr. Todd, what's your final grade? No, I'll give this a B plus. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I'm really an art guy in a lot of ways. Um, I do like a great story as well. And it just has me wanting to read more. So yeah, B plus for me. Okay. Well, I actually, just for fun, I decided to try to calculate out our grade point average. Yeah. And that actually gives us a B minus grade point average, of 2.9. So uh, just underneath the B grade. So our average grade for this, B, B minus. minus, sorry, B minus. Yeah, yeah, right. I just decided to try to figure out if I could calculate it just at one point in time while we were right. doing this. And yeah. actually I can. So there you go. There's a go new math. useful skill that I have developed. Go math. Hooray. It's fundamental. I'm doing a thumbs up sign. You can't yes. see that. Maths. It's wonderful. Video. Cool. Uh, so preview for next week. Um, next week, uh, I know we pitched, we talked about it last week as well. Um, we were fortunate enough to get some time to talk to our writer of next week's book, a guy named Doug Wagner, who wrote um, Plastic. Mm-hmm. Plastic is super fun. Um, uh, basically, the uh, the gist of it is, or the, the nice little sales point that I give to everybody is, is that there is a serial killer who has retired because he's found the love of his life. And then when uh, a guy steals the love of his life, he has to go on a killing spree again to get the love of his life back. But there's one little thing you need to know. It's the love of his life is a plastic sex doll named Virginia. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that's the beginning of where that goes from. And uh, we have an interview next week with uh, Doug Wagner, who wrote it. He like uh, he will. Uh, we talked to him at Fanix, and uh, we will have that interview towards the end of that episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, we recorded these out of order, so we've actually already recorded that episode a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And uh, not to spoil a lot, but we all pretty yeah. much liked it. So, um, yeah, not to spoil it all for you, but uh, that's where all that is. So uh, join us next week for that. Well, now I don't want to listen <laughs> to that at all. It, Jeez. It's actually, you're yeah, giving me sorry. an interview with the author, yes. and you're telling me you liked it? I know. It? Uh, yeah, it's, not interested. Here's Sorry. the question: Is it is it at the same level as some of our other gold standard books? That's the other question you'll have to to, to listen to to find out is how much we liked it. Uh, I'm, I might have spoiled it a little bit there, but uh, we'll see how that all goes. So, uh, who has recommendations ready for uh, for us? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Awesome. I do. I do. Uh, and on point, um, there is an animated film of Justice League Dark, which is a good little companion piece to this. Uh, You've also got Zatanna and Constantine in it, uh, but it's them and Batman. And essentially, it's kind of the same idea. The entire rest of the Justice League goes down due to dark forces, and Batman's like, oh, I guess I better recruit a a bunch of miscreants to like help me take on this magic stuff that I don't really believe in. 
uh, and there's there's a lot of fun kind of uh, um, uh, X Files type skeptic versus believer stuff with with uh, um, where Batman is definitely uh, you know playing um, Scully and Zatanna and Constantine are kind of the Mulder uh, who are who are in this world, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. DC's animated films are generally very good. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I liked it even a little more than this book. Um, so if you're looking for something that is, um, you know, a movie film, you can go check that out. Cool. Nice. Mr. Todd, do you have a recommendation for us? Yeah, actually I have two. Um, okay. The first one on here. So this Justice League Dark New 52 series started and ended. They've announced a new one coming out uh, called Justice League Dark. Snyder's not writing it, but it comes out of No Justice. Except the lineup for that one, it's going to be Zatanna again with Swamp Thing, who looks a lot like Alan Moore now, Man Bat, and Detective Chimp, but the group will be led by Wonder Woman. So, so that's a lineup hmm. change for you. And that'll be the Justice League Dark. But the other book I do want to recommend is you've got um, Dark Horse here, and Dark Horse has been doing a lot of shorter four-issue miniseries. For a lot of their books coming out and it's been quite enjoyable they had one that came out last year called dead orbit aliens so it was written and drawn by james stokoe s-t-o-k-o-e so i think that's how you say it it is a whole lot of fun or you've been listening to this for a while you know i'm an aliens fan and this thing is great it is creepy atmospheric and everything you love if you love aliens it's got all the things about aliens you love going on in it and it's um definitely worth the read and it's Four issues, totally start, finish, self-contained. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we did Alien Defiance last year for Halloween, and actually really liked it. Yes. So, and when you had the second, oh good. Uh, and the second half of it actually came out shortly after we recorded that episode. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to finish the series. But yeah, it, that was actually a really good run as well. So. And that's what I brought you when you're on your little hospital stand. Yeah, you brought me aliens last I year. I had a pancreatitis attack, so that sucked. But old adam dropped me off some aliens to read and i'm like you were in the hospital and he brought you aliens that seems like (laughs) (laughs) so i had a raging case of pancreatitis so to basically describe this is when your pancreas is upset at you it leaks and the point of the pancreas is breaking down proteins for the most part so i had a leaking protein breakdown organ so it was trying to break down my organs so it was like I had a mini case of Ebola going on. Right. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was not fun. <laughs> I had all the opiates in the state of Utah for about three days, and that's saying something because in this state we've got a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, that was amazing. But, yeah, you brought uh, classic aliens over here. It was a whole lot. It was great. I enjoyed it. So, yeah. It, it just seems when you're recovering from that, you would not want to think about things bursting out of your chest in pain. But – but far be it from me to say, I'm, I'm glad you recovered well with aliens. Oh, I am too, man. I, yeah, while I was within the uh, the fog of war on that, it was, yeah, nothing much was going on. They're like, you want to watch TV? No. You want to do this? No. How about your phone? I don't care. It was like three days of me just going, when am I getting my next dose? And then it got better. And it, they just left me alone and they just had me doped up, left me alone. And that just cost me 50 grand. So that was oh, great. nice. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Like it does. Like it does. Uh, Mr. Adam, do you have any recommendations? Uh, for yeah. Us? So after last week, I went and uh, downloaded the rest of Clean Room on Comicsology because the, the the next two parts were only six bucks each. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. Actually, mm-hmm. it got even darker and more fucked up and creepier than mm-hmm. it did. Uh, it, everything was fully explained. It made a lot of sense. And it was really fun to read. Uh, my only complaint is that the the way they wrap everything up in the last issue was kind of... I, I think they should have had another, another couple issues to kind of finish the story because it seemed really, really fast. Like they kind of were like, crap, we've only got one book left, let's just end it. Uh, but aside from that, it was it was really enjoyable and I had a lot of fun with it. So if you if you read it last week and you were kind of wondering if it was worth finishing, you know, for 12 bucks, you can get the rest of it and that'll, that'll give you an hour or two of, of comic reading. So. Nice. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I have a few things recommended. I'm trying to limit figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but I think I'm going to do two books that are sort of on the artsy-fartsy side. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is uh, A.D. After Death by Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. Um, 
it's really interesting. It, it definitely feels like a Lemire book, but with Snyder's writing, and actually, I really kind of enjoyed it. Um, the other thing, the recommendation, I basically, I uh, the, the story revolves around a guy who um, it's based on his journals, who had a small involvement in basically them finding a cure for death. But the thing is, is that so humans now don't die of natural causes they basically stay young and live forever the problem is their brains only really have enough memory to last for about a hundred years and so then they start to forget things so this guy started making notes and he's going back through his past lifetimes and um has a, a fair amount of you know ideas as to uh what's going on and things like that and it's him basically retelling a story uh it, it has it's almost more like a prose book with some comic book breaks and some illustrations on it than it is a comic book, but I still really enjoyed it. And you can get the whole thing in like a nice hardcover uh, collection uh, for cheaper than buying the three trades that I think it was originally published in. Um, the other thing about, uh, about it I like is it did not end the way I expected it to. It actually kind of surprised me. I kind of expected to go one direction and went a different direction. Um, the other one is an artist named Gippy, G-I-P-I. He's an Italian artist who, his art style looks like and I started reading him because I like Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire has sort of that, um, uh, his art at least, we haven't done a book of his where he's been the artist, but his art, a lot of it has sort of a, almost a primitive kind of quality to, to, towards it, I guess I would say, like a, a juvenile aspect to it. Uh, Jippy, his work is similar, but uh, he almost all of his stuff, his inking looks like it was all done with a ballpoint pen. Like he has the same line weight everywhere. Um, but it's very interesting and very sketchy kind of style. But he also, like Lemire, does very emotional works. Um, he has an interesting book called Garage Band, mm -hmm. and I'm currently reading a book called Land of uh, Land of the Sons, which is about a family um, after uh, the end of the world. It's uh, two sons and their father, and uh, it's them, you know, sort of surviving and dealing. And I'm about halfway through it, really enjoying it. But I like his. If you want something slightly artsy-fartsy to put on your shelf that's also really in enjoyable to read, I would recommend his work. He also has an autobiography, I think, called, at least I'm guessing it from the title, which I love, which is called Life Drawn Badly, which uh, I haven't read yet, but uh, I, I like the sort of self-referential, self-deprecating sort of nature of, uh, of that title. But uh, yeah, so those are my two recommendations for this week. Nice. Thank you once again, Mr. Andy Wilson, for jumping in and helping us out on short awesome. notice. We appreciate you being here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have the opportunity. Uh, well, the best voice in podcasting i i will agree with todd on that uh love hearing your sultry dulcet to tones um, i think he's uh, andy he's hitting on you just so you know uh, that was completely me hitting on you actually your, yes, your I will checks are in the mail everyone thank you oh fantastic, fantastic. uh be sure to check out uh, the hall of greatness uh, andy wilson's podcast and then hopefully when they get back together again they get the band back together again the uh Ford is hell podcast as well and i think that'll do it for this week uh be sure to join us next week for Plastic, and thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. 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 Hey, and nice. even joined in on it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.